This is Reverend Kirk Lawton, minister at Ocean Lakes Family Campground, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that this message may enrich your life as you find God especially meaningful to you. Thank you for worshiping with us. If you had the choice of reliving any one hour of your life again, which hour would you choose? I must confess that there are several hours which come to my mind, hours which stand out above all others, things I might like to relive. One such giant hour for me was just this past month as my wife and I went to Nashville, Tennessee for the memorial service for my 91-year-old sister. There were just two of us children, myself and my sister. And she passed away after an illness and was happy to go be with the Lord. As we sat in the church for her memorial service, the pastor was there and several others who spoke. But one thing that really was special to me was a song that we sang. The pianist sat at the piano and they had the words on the screen in in the church there. And we sang, Because He Lives. But we didn't start with the first stanza. He started with the stanza about carrying a baby. And that was something very special to me because my sister had been called the baby lady in her church. And we started singing, How sweet to hold a newborn baby and feel the pride and joy he gives. But greater still, that calm assurance to know that child may rest in Jesus, really, because he lives, because Jesus lives. That's basically the idea of that whole song that Bill and Gloria Gaither wrote. That was a giant hour for me as the congregation sang that song. I know of a young couple who prayed for many years for God to bless them with a child. But as the years passed and no child came into their home, they began to understand that God's blessing might come through the process of adoption. And so, after many months of receiving approval from the adoption agency, they finally came to that day when they found themselves in an office into which was rolled a crib which contained a beautiful baby, one which was to be their own son. This couple will testify to this day that for them, This was a giant hour when they first saw that baby. I was the one who became the father of that baby. During World War II, an editor of a London paper asked his readers to consider very carefully and then write and tell him about any past hour in their life which they would choose to live again. He also asked for the privilege of publishing their replies. One woman wrote these words. After months of waiting, planning, longing, two days and nights of awful pain, when I was too ill to move as a result of a delicate and dangerous operation, a sweet little baby girl lay in a crib beside me. Strapped to the bed and unable to hold her to my heart, for one solid hour I looked at her In my mind, I saw her grow up 
my pal, my best friend, one who could understand a woman. The next morning, the crib was gone. The memory of her brings tears to my eyes and a great longing to my heart, for there can be another, never be another baby in my home. Gladly would I go through all that waiting and the pain for just one other such hour, no matter what the cost. A young man wrote to the editor of the paper with these words. We were together, my young wife and I. The London searchlights haloed her head. Enemy planes were droning in the sky. What future is there in all this, I asked. I felt adrift and all washed up. The future is not in this, it is in us, she said. What do you mean, I asked, although I was too tired to care. Her head touched my shoulder. You see, she said, I'm going to have a baby, and that is more important than all these bombs around us. The young man continued to write, in the days that we have spent apart, I and the service, and she with our baby, that is the moment I turn back to most gratefully. It was all very simple and tender, but I wish I might relive it. That was my giant hour. <clears throat> Throughout our lives, each of us have what we might call our giant hours. Hours when the course of our life has changed drastically. Hours which we recall in our memory, which still continue to have definite bearing on the present. Dr. J. Winston Pierce, in his book, The Window Sill of Heaven, makes a statement which bears profound thought. Here's what he said. Life is made great by its giant hours, not by its pygmy years. How true. You may go along for days, months, even years, and nothing of great significance seems to happen. And then, wham! Something comes into your life, something comes your way which burns its way upon your entire soul. <clears throat> this might be a time when you would consider that to be either good or bad for you at that moment. But it was an event which in time has brought to you a maturity, a mellowing, which could not have come in any other way. Perhaps this might be the loss of a loved one Maybe that time when you first met the one who later came to be your companion for life. Perhaps it was the achievement of some position in the business world, something you had long hoped for. Perhaps it was the experience you had with Jesus Christ when you first made the surrender of yourself to Him. Or maybe some later experience after that initial conversion when you were drawn particularly close to God Maybe it was some other type of experience, which was not so special, but one that you have not forgotten. These experiences have had their own way of transforming your life. You act, you do certain things, you think certain ways now because of certain giant hours in your past. Isaiah in the Bible had a giant hour with God in the temple one day. It was in the year that King Uzziah died. You can read about that in Isaiah chapter 6. 
Also in the book of Acts in the New Testament, chapter 9, Paul had a giant hour with the Lord as one day he traveled as Saul, his former name, on the, way, on the way to Damascus. He had a heavenly vision of the Lord whom he was persecuting. That event changed the course of his life from that day on. You may know the name William Booth. He was the founder of the Salvation Army. He had a giant hour one night in London as he walked about that city, seeing the filth, the mud, the dirt. He awakened the members of his family upon returning home, and he told them that they must help him lift this mass of humanity to God. For as William Booth said, I have been to hell. In Luke's gospel, the, the writer described a giant hour in the life of Judas. At least that's what Jesus called it. You can read about that in Luke chapter 22. Look at the giant hours in a person's life and you'll have a pretty good index as to what motivates that person. Like reading the index or the contents of a book, this will give you a pretty quick, a good quick survey of that person. Life simply cannot be explained apart from its giant hours. To understand the psalmist David, you must go back and see his giant hour of lustful sin for Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah the Hittite. To understand the faith that the prophet Elijah had, you must go with him to the giant hours he experienced on Mount Carmel as he called down fire from heaven to defeat the priests of Baal. To understand what motivated the prophet Amos, you must walk with him through the streets of his city as he watched the poor people being sold for the price of a pair of shoes. And to understand why you think and act as you do, look backward at the giant hours in your own life it's not always a pleasant experience, especially when those giant hours are not pleasant by any means. However, our giant hours can be beneficial. They can help us in our growth as we move toward becoming the person that God wants us to be. What can our giant hours do for us? Well, for one thing, they give a steadying force to life. They give you something to come back to. You may be become quite confused with a lot of things these days, things that take up your time, your effort, your energy. But we can remember that there was one time when it was just you and God, and you remember that. You were right with Him during that hour. It has happened before, and you know that it was real back then because you were there. It can happen again. And God's presence can come flooding in a beautiful way into your heart and into your life and your soul. <clears throat> this feeling can give you a point of contact, something to hold on to when all about you seems to be giving away. We sang this morning in the earlier part of our service the hymn, Abide With Me. And one phrase in that hymn is, When other helpers fail, and comforts flee, help of the helpless, oh, abide with me. A giant hour when God is right there with you. 
I received a phone call some years ago, actually, from the emergency room of the hospital here in Myrtle Beach. Somebody was in need of a pastor. And when I arrived at the hospital, I found a lady who had often visited our church with her husband. Although their home is in New York, they live here in the Grand Strand area for several months each year. And for many years, that couple was faithful attenders at our church that I was pastor of. In those early hours of the morning, as I sat there in a small office with this dear lady, who had only minutes before lost her husband, she and I experienced what I feel will be a giant hour that she can look back to as we reflected on the presence of God, His goodness, His comfort in times of great need. It just so happened that this was on a Saturday night and the next day we were to move into our brand new sanctuary that had been in the, the making in the building for years actually. This dear lady explained to me that she had been looking forward to attending our church the next day along with her husband and sharing our joy with us as we entered our new sanctuary. But death had intervened. However, God gave to this dear lady a sense of peace as we realized that her husband had now gone to a mansion far greater than any building on this earth. In those tender yet difficult moments of that giant hour for her, I was able to sense a steadying force in her life, the power of God. Let me mention just one other thing which our giant hours can do for us. That is, they simplify life. Oh, how true it is that life so often becomes complicated and confused. There are so many sounds, voices, calls, and needs that are crying out for us to listen to. And if we're not careful, our lives can become so fragmented that everything becomes hectic and meaningless for us. It is at this point that we need those giant hours to give us some stability and simplicity. As Moses stood and spoke to the people of Israel in his farewell address to them, he realized that there were difficult days out ahead. There was new leadership taking over. There were walled cities for them to conquer. There were battles to fight. And so Moses stood before the people and he gave them God's word as recorded in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 25. Here's what Moses said. As thy days, so shall thy strength be. A promise from God. In other words, you can take the hours of each day and leave the years to God. At the entrance to John Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore, I've been told that there's a sundial and on the sundial, there is this inscription. The only hour within thy hand is the hour on which the shadow stands. Yes, we are responsible only for each hour. And if we make these hours of our lives agree with God's plan for us, then all else, the years, will be okay. How true it is that life is made great by its giant hours 
not by its pygmy years. That hour of darkness in the life of Judas could have been an hour of light if he had but used it differently. But Judas chose to use his giant hour in the wrong way. And Jesus said to him, this is your hour and the power of darkness. I mentioned a little bit earlier, Dr. Winston Pierce. He tells of something which happened to him one day, which so beautifully illustrates what giant hours can do for a person. He had been asked to preach for a youth night banquet at a church where the pastor, whose name was Dr. John L. White, was serving. The amazing thing was that Dr. White was at that time almost 90 years old, still pastor of the church. As the two preachers rode together in the back seat of a car, Dr. Pierce, the visiting preacher, asked the, the pastor, Dr. White, to tell him why he had retired years before and then had gone back into the active pastorate when he was such an old man. The old preacher was silent for just a little while. And then he said, well, son, I'll tell you about that. You know, my wife died a few years ago. Shortly before she died, she called me to her room for a long, very special talk. It was a wonderful experience. We talked about our children and about the churches that God had let us serve. And then my wife said to me, lover, I have asked God to let me live longer than you in order that I might love and care for you as long as you live. But God has denied my request. I'm going first, and that's all right. I shall be waiting for you, and I want you to promise me that when I'm gone, you will preach Christ, preach Him again as, and the old man's voice choked up, and then the old preacher apologized, saying, you, you'll have to excuse this, but here's what she said. Preach Christ as only you can preach him. Dr. White then said to the younger preacher, Son, now do you understand why I went back into the pastorate? After that giant hour, I had to preach. Wouldn't it be wonderful if you could look back over your life years from now and say that this very hour today was one of your giant hours? It can be. This can be the time when you can remember God came to you in His great love and He broke through to you saying, I love you and I want to make of your life something very special, something I've wanted to make of you ever since that day you were born. All I've been waiting on is your permission for me to do it. The great things that God has done for you, in you, to you, through you, could date from this very hour now. But that can be so only if you're willing now to say yes to Christ and surrender your entire will to Him. This is your hour, your giant hour. Make it that. Oh God, thank you so much for being with us in the past, for good days, for days that we don't like to remember, 
Help us, Lord, to know that when we are in your presence, that can be for us a giant hour. All this we pray in the wonderful name of our Savior Jesus. Amen.